Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another Super Awesome Mix. My name is Matt Sidholm, alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abusalvi. Samer, how are we doing this week? You know, like just the best of the whole year. That's that's how I'm doing. You're peaking right now. I'm peaking. Yeah. We did it. Another season wrapping up. Can you believe it? Season two coming to a close. No, it feels like it's flown by. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is our best of, so this is the best of 2022. Um, we decided last year, this was a really popular episode for us. So we decided to kind of supersize it and each of us picked our 12, uh, favorite songs of the year. And so this is actually going to be a two part episode. We're just going to kind of roll through it, but, um, you'll hear the first 12 songs, the six from each of us this week. And then next week, you'll hear um, six other songs from each of us. And so you'll get 24 of the best songs from 2022. And then, Samer, we're going to take a couple of weeks off. We are, yes. Um, You know, as much as I love coming every single week to record for all of you, I just kind of get tired of seeing Matt every week and I just need a break, you know? Well, and I think that people can relate to that. So I think that (laughs) (laughs) they feel your pain. (laughs) <laughs> um, so what we're going to do the last couple of weeks of the year, we're going to run a couple of our best, uh, episodes from the year, probably our most popular one. So we're still figuring out which ones those are. So, you know, share, share the podcast with your friends. If there's one episode you want to hear again in those last couple of weeks, you know, share it around. So it could be one of our top two episodes of the year. And then we'll be back the first week of January with an all new, super awesome mix season three. If you can believe that. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a good one. Well, let's dive in. Um, we're going to kick it off with your choice first. And you went with Boy by The Killers. Yeah, so The Killers didn't have a new album in 2022, but they did release this single somewhat recently. And um, it was actually written, I think, before their last album. I think that's what they said, is that they kind of wrote this song and then put it aside and then kind of went through their you know, most recent album a year ago, which was very different from, you know, their previous stuff. It was still really good, but but very different. And then this kind of falls into your classic sort of killer sound, that sort of heavy synth kind of rhythm to it. Uh, It reminded me of like Erasure. I mean, it almost sounded exactly like Erasure. And I kind of searched around to see if maybe they had just sampled it. And, And then someone was like, no, they didn't sample it. They just made it good. You know, like something like that. Somebody, there were a couple snarky <laughs> comments that. about that where people weren't huge Erasure fans. <laughs> but sure. It definitely yep. reminded me of that. Um, but no, this is a great song. It's a really cool message. It's it's kind of talking to this, you know, they even say 16-year-old, you know, boy, right? And and just telling mm-hmm. him to slow down and, and all that. And it's something I've observed having kids of my own versus like my own childhood it's like everything seems to be more accelerated now for kids so i really kind of appreciated the message here of of slow down and you know don't overthink it all all those things that they kind of let out and then it's just a great you know a lot of great energy in the song too so 
loved it. So I hope this kind of rolls into a new Killers album, maybe in 2023. Yeah, I I agree. It totally had a great Killer sound. Um, I also wrote that it has such an 80s vibe, like especially in the second verse, it really like comes through. Um, it just like this electro pop synth magic just blasting <laughs> yeah. through the speakers. And I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> Um, so I, I love that mashup of, yeah, that 80s throwback sound with with the voice of the killers. Um, I also really like the line, you know, small town, only diesels dance. These streets weren't meant to house jet fuel engine dreams. And I really appreciate that because, you know, again, I, I think he's also talking about someone being in a small town. Um, you know, I think specifically growing up in Utah and like just wanting to kind of feel like you're a little bit bigger than where you grew up. Um, and so I really love that. Um, something that, you know. I think a lot of people can relate to it. And it's funny because I don't even think it has to always do with it being actually a small town. I just think sometimes you feel like you just want to leave. Like wherever you grow up, you're like, something is calling me out there. So just love the the idea of like a diesel town versus jet engine dreams. So Well, really nice it could even be like a community. It doesn't even need to be like right. kind of a small desolate town. It's just like sometimes the community you're in, you know, you may feel like you don't fit in, right? Like you have kind of bigger dreams than whatever community you're in, even if that community happens to be part of, you know, New York City or Dallas, either one of the, you know, kind of big cities you and I live in. Yeah. So absolutely. uh, All right. So your first pick on your best of you went with happiness by the Black Keys. Yeah, funny enough, my most played track um, of the entire year, according to Apple Music, because that's what I primarily listen on, is Wild Thing off of the same album. But I didn't just want to go with, <laughs> you know, that one, because that was like their that was their single release off the album, their first one. Um, I'm sure people have heard a lot, but there I mean, every song in this album is amazing. And I really try to pick songs that like you could listen to the whole album and enjoy it. This one is really great. I love the messaging of this one. Um, I love the opening heavy notes to this song. Like it just is so like bluesy and, and has this wonderful like heavy distorted guitar sound. Um, but yeah, like the the lyrics here, you know, really kind of speaking about, I think probably specifically about a relationship of like, you got to do the hard thing of like leaving a relationship because happiness waits for you. And like, you're kind of the only reason that it's not like you're not getting it. Um, and again, I always kind of generalize a relationship doesn't have to be like a romantic relationship. It could be a relationship with your job, with yourself, with, you know, your environment, whatever it might be. But I think, you know, a theme for me this year has truly just been like, go out for the thing that you want, because um, it's waiting for you. And like, you can absolutely do it. So, you know, whenever he sings, you got to do the thing you don't want to do. And even if it's going to ruin what you had, if you if what you had was bad, say the words you don't want to say and find the nerve to stop delaying happiness. It isn't known to us. So yeah, like stop, stop making excuses. You know, it's probably going to be painful. It's probably going to cause some change and disruption in your life, but like happiness awaits you. So I love that about this song, you know, both lyrically and and musically. It's a great track. Yeah. At first when I was listening to it, I was like, is this happiness in like an ironic sense? Like it doesn't, it didn't sound very happy. But then I agree with you, the lyrics kind of lay out almost a roadmap to happiness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and whether or not the the character in this song or the person listening to the song follows that roadmap remains to be seen, right? But it does kind of, I think, lay that out. So it was really, I, I thought they did it in a really interesting way because you could almost listen to it depending maybe on your mindset. You could either see it as sort of a, you know, really like great advice. And then the other one is almost kind of making it feel like you're trapped in some way. 
So right. um, I thought they did a great job kind of laying that out in a really like much more complex song maybe than it initially seemed. Yeah, I agree. I like that a lot. I hadn't really considered that. Um, I just love all things Black Keys, so I never stopped to think that <laughs> it couldn't be anything <laughs> but amazing. Um, not that you're not saying that. Anyway, it's all good. I'm glad you liked it. Um, let's move on to track three. I was really excited to see this pick because this is always, you know, we talk a lot about how unique it is to be able to interview some of the musicians of the music we pick. So um, you went with We're on Fire by previous guest Joshua Dylan Ballas. Yeah, he uh, Josh was on the show earlier this year. We actually have another track coming up later um, of a former guest as well. Um, so I, what I did is I went through my new music mixes. So when I was putting together my list and just started picking songs off that. So people are probably going to recognize some of the songs um, on my side of the list just from previous things. And I think you did that with a couple tracks as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, when I went back and listened to this, I was like, man, this is still just a great song like you know it says the the lyric that stood out to me when i re-listened to this again and i listened to it a bunch leading up to the interview with him and then obviously went back uh preparing for this show but he says i'm whispering the truth because it could kill me and that that lyric and i i don't know if i called it out the first time but again it's like that one again stood out to me and i just loved it um, the other thing that was amazing was, you know, we listened to the song, then we interviewed the artist. And then, you know, a few months later, when I went back and listened to this, I was like, he doesn't sound anything like this when you talk to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's got such a great <laughs> singing voice. But then, like, we were on the interview with him and he doesn't have a bad voice, but it's just you would not think talking to this guy that he's going to sound like this when he starts singing. And absolutely, uh, his voice, it doesn't quite match up, but I, I mean, his voice is just great. And so that's the other thing that stood out here. So um, we wish him a lot of success. We're really excited and uh, glad to have him on the uh, best of uh, 2022 list here. Yeah. Oh, I, I love all of that. Yeah. It's so funny when that happens, like when when their singing voice is very different than their talking voice. Um, he was such a pleasure to have on the show. I, I think back to that recording a lot. It was so much fun. If you haven't listened to that episode, be sure to check it out. Um, it's like several back in our catalog, but you'll find it this year easily. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful song. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to it again. I just find it like so calming in a way. It's just a very beautiful song. He has a great voice. So, I, yeah, like I said, I was really happy whenever I saw that you put this on your best of. All right. Now, I probably could have made a list of artists that you were going to include on your best of 2022 just based <laughs> on our conversations. Um, and so I was not at all surprised to see these guys on the list. So your next pick is Wolf by the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Yes. Or yeah. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> Again, oh my gosh, whenever I learned this year that they had a new album coming out for the first time in nine years, I got super excited because I love them so much. So, I mean, that's a long time to be off from doing something, right? Like nine-year break is intense. We've got like a two-week break coming up. And I feel like whenever we sit down to record, I'm going to be like, wait, how how does this work again? We're going to be totally out of rhythm on that first show after two weeks off. (laughs) right and so to take nine years away and then come back and just produce just an amazing album um you know time really did them well i love this song in particular and it's funny there's like a lot of there's probably a theme in a lot of my picks is like they all have really powerful outros i'm such a sucker for very powerful outros and this is one where um it definitely like builds up and it gets so loud and it's just one i've had on repeat 
all year long ever since it came out this one and burning off of the same album um have both just been on repeat and i've really enjoyed listening to them but i just love also i think it it more or less ends kind of abruptly not completely but like it it just all of a sudden is loud and then the last like four seconds it's like not and i really enjoy that too so i um yeah but you know a song just all about going in the wild and and the story of a wolf and so you know wolves being one of my favorite animals i was drawn to it for that reason too great track great album yeah, I thought this was really, really unique. I love the sound of it. And yeah, I, I wrote down this could be on a Halloween mix if we were going to do an, a, another Halloween mix just based on the sound of it. And obviously, you know, just talking about thematically just a wolf. Um, but mm-hmm. also, like, I just love the lyrics in heaven, lost my taste for hell. Like, I really thought that was a really cool, you know, dichotomy. Could have been talking about like a, you know, we talked about relationships earlier could be talking about right. a bad relationship like just getting out of hell and uh yes exactly feeling feeling pretty good about that but yeah really <laughs> cool track i think burning is the one people are probably more familiar with i think that's getting some radio play at least on like serious mm-hmm. and stuff like that but um but yeah this was this was a great one and i i gotta check out the whole album i know you've been talking about it for a while but i've got to just sit down and listen to the whole thing yeah, you definitely need to. And you're going to tell me when you do. It's your homework assignment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stop making empty promises, Matt. Um, <laughs> just kidding, of course. We do listen to a lot of music here. Um, all right. Track five. You went with um, another pick from previous from earlier this year. Make Me a Believer by Yale, Yellow Wolf and Shooter Jennings. Yeah. Um, again, revisiting this song, just love the energy from it. Um, and just the whole, the whole theme of it. I think at the time when we recorded, uh, when we put it on the new music mix, I, I described it as like a more listenable version of like kid rock, like that kind of feel mm-hmm. to it. Um, but yeah, one of the verses that stood out to me, the second to last one this time around was at the club with the promiscuous women, cigarette smoke and cocaine selling. I may be the child of a man in prison, but at least I ain't no G damn gimmick. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Just calling out all these quote unquote cool things, but then just saying they're like kind of cliche and like, right. you know, you're kind of a joke. Um, all these things out there. And these are two artists that are kind of off the beaten path a little bit, but they found kind of found their own inroad to success. Like it's hard to kind of qualify what kind of music this is, whether it's uh country rock you know some version of that and uh you know or even kind of americana because either one of them could slow it down a little bit um but yeah really um really good song i think and and they did a whole album together and i thought the whole album was really strong so definitely want to feature this one again yeah no it's really nice i it's funny because at the time you know just playing through i didn't know that you had picked song songs that you had previously featured and i was like wait a minute i know this song i've heard this before (laughs) (laughs) And I think I went through the exact same journey listening to it a second time as I did the first time. I'd been like, okay, yeah, I kind of like this. And then listening to the lyrics, I was like, oh, I love these lyrics. These are great. And I compared the notes that I wrote this time around, and they were almost identical to the notes I wrote the first time around. So sometimes you come back to a song and it's a little bit different. Sometimes you come back to it and it's apparently the exact same. So, you know. There's something, I don't know what that says about it in either direction, but that just is what it is. Yeah. What I found (laughs) when I did that is I was like, they, some of them hit a little differently, but also like I remembered why I picked them the first time. And I was like, man, I do really like this song. Like this was one of my favorite songs that I discovered this year. And that's why I kind of put them on, uh, put them back on the mix, like just to highlight that. 
Nice. Um, all right. So your next pick, again, this could have been on my bingo card for 2022. Uh, you went with Different Kind of World by Maggie Rogers. Yeah. Shout out again, as always, to Jen, um, you know, another co-host of the Super Awesome Mix podcast network. She has her own show. What are you listening to? If you're not already following that, please be sure to do so. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and Matt and I make appearances on that show often. So it's good stuff. But yeah, she really, I credit her with kind of introducing me and I think to both of us, to Maggie Rogers and like how amazing and talented this woman is. Um, this is, I, I think, the last track on like the non-deluxe version of her album. Um, it's like track 12 and on the other one is like 12 of 14, I believe. But just a gorgeous song. Um, you know, I think, again, a lot of the other theme of, of picks I have is reflecting on kind of the state of the world and us having a lot of these a lot of these songs were written during the pandemic or during like kind of peak pandemic. And it's just like, I don't know, lingering and it hasn't found a way to kind of completely clear. And um, and so the world can kind of feel overwhelming sometimes. Um, but as she says in this song, um, you know, she writes, my knees are aching, back is breaking, thinking about the state of the world when we're riding all together. It's a different kind of world. And so I like this idea of like, whenever we come together, like we make things better. And whenever you, you know, maybe that's one person in your life that can help, you know, make your day a little bit better or a whole community or a whole world coming together. Like, I think that's what's really cool. And it's just really beautiful. And I, again, love the outro to the song because it gets really loud and, and you want to like turn it up. And it kind of reminds me of uh, Billie Eilish's Happier Than Ever in that way, because it starts really soft and then it just becomes this like whole other song at the end. So um this is uh yeah this is an album i've had definitely start to finish on repeat the most i think of all of these different albums that i feature and it's just because she's she's so talented i love it yeah this this was great and um i i love her voice but i thought what was really cool about this one is near the end you called out those lyrics when we're riding all together it's a different kind of world and then she changes it right after that and the second part becomes i'm a different kind of girl and then the music lifts. And I thought that was such a cool, like, change of the line to kind of say, like, I, I don't know, I kind of took it as, like, she's ready for this different kind of world, right? And then sort of the music mm -hmm. lifts up. It almost seemed triumphant in a way. And uh, you get into the big outro like you described. But, I, yeah, I just, I love that little change in lyric there at the end that led to the big outro. That was really well done. But, yeah, all her stuff is really well done. And she's only like 20 years old or something like that. I know. <laughs> so I think we've got a lot of good stuff ahead from Maggie Rogers. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice call out. I hadn't caught that, but you're right. Um, the lyric is different. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Um, all right. Track seven. Uh, funny enough, again, another one where I was like, wait a minute, I know this song. And I compared <laughs> notes again. Um, so this is this is a photograph by Kevin Morby. Yeah, and this is great. There's a couple tracks on here that I kind of made the note of. It's a great, like, year-end song, like, kind of good reflective song. And this is one of those. So, like, the song's called This Is a Photograph. And, you know, the artist Kevin Morby here, he just describes, you know, it's as if you're going through a stack of photographs. And he's just describing what is in that picture and kind of the the memories that come with with that exercise if you've ever gone through that and it sounds like he's going through maybe a stack of photographs like physical photographs um and so there's a cadence to it but certainly you could probably apply the same thing if you're kind of going back and looking at photos from the year past or you know photos of you know uh, a loved one you haven't seen in a while or who's passed on either way but just kind of 
you know, that, that type of thing, that reflection. I just, I, I love this song. And again, kind of going back and listening to it again, I was just like, man, he just kind of nails the experience so well. And this is so well done, not just lyrically, but just musically and, and the cadence of it, I thought just really struck me. Um, so yeah, definitely worth, and his whole album is, is great. Like the, the album he put out this year and I'm forgetting the title right now, but, um, definitely worth looking into. And, um, we even reached out to try to get him on the show. It didn't quite work out, but, but who knows, maybe in 2023. I think actually the album is, is this title track. It's called, this is a photograph. That's the name of the album. Um, cause you had said he's from Lubbock, right? I think so. Yeah. Lubbock, he's, Texas? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, he mentions West Texas in the, in the song. Yeah. And so, yep. Right. Nice. No, it's true. Like I, I really, I, I like this song a lot. I, I think you're absolutely spot on about how he really captures that. I just love the line over and over. It's like, this is what I'll miss about being alive. Um, you know, I just think that's such an interesting line to sink, right? Like um, kind of reflecting into the future of when you're gone and thinking about how you're going to miss it. But like you are alive now and, you know, there's like something there to be said about maybe, you know, all of us trying to be more present and be more grateful and like all that kind of stuff. Like that's how I would interpret a line like that. So really, really cool. There's parts of it, too, that kind of remind me of Cake a little bit. Um, yes. Yeah. The, um, that's a good the artist. Call out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like that. Um, I feel like Cake is having like a revival lately because I believe Billie Eilish said that she's been listening to them. And so now everyone's like, oh, my God, let's all listen to Cake. But <laughs> like <laughs> And I'm all here for that. Like, that's great. You know, like, <laughs> I loved that band. <laughs> yeah. But that is kind of funny that it's like they're this really talented, hardworking band. They've been in it for a while. Then it's like, now, what was the turning point for you guys? Uh, let's see. When this woman, 20 years our junior, said she liked us. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the Kate Bush running up the hill moment, yes, you know, with right? Stranger Things. <laughs> So I don't know if if you are, if you're like Jimmy Fallon listening to this podcast, go ahead, give us a shout out. Yeah. Just tell people you're listening to this podcast. Like we'd right. really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> we come are on, Jimmy. We are All not. Right. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you, you, you should do it. <laughs> All right. Your next pick. You went with, I don't know how I survive by death cab for cutie. Yeah, this definitely was on the bingo card, right? Like yeah, if Death Cab for Cutie is. releases this is, this is like <laughs> a the, new album. This is the center square in my Samur yeah. bingo card. Like <laughs> right, this is just the, the free, free play. Yeah, this is the, it's going to be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, just like Bruce is the center play for your bingo card for me. Right. Like same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so this is the opening track off of their album uh, that they released earlier this year, Asphalt Meadows. And I... You know, again, I try to pick a different song from what I picked on previous episodes, but the whole album I've had just like unsurprisingly on repeat. Um, this is one again that was like recorded and written, you know, during pandemic and during lockdown. And uh, you hear that a lot because like literally the title is I don't know how I survive. Um, and it's, you know, he's talking about these struggles of kind of dealing with the world and like you don't you reach a point where you're just kind of burned out. Like if you're like me, you, you are just you're definitely kind of frayed at the edges and you know, you just keep going, like you find a way to keep going. And so um, I really like resonate with that. And I just think again, like the outro is really cool. Um, you know, how it kind of builds up into this thing and this chaotic energy. And I think that that's again, part of, you know, the theme of it all of like, ah, you know, <laughs> you just reach this point where you kind of just want to scream a little bit um, and you don't know how you keep going, but you keep going. So 
um yeah that, that's why i love this track but and again i love the whole album and it's been it's been popular for me for some time now this was uh i thought this was kind of cool at first because i i felt like it started out kind of upbeat and peppy and then the lyrics kick in and it's like well maybe that's not what they're expressing here and you kind of listen through it and then it gets a little more frenzied as it goes along. So it really does mm-hmm. a good job of, you know, sort of matching the lyrics through through the whole thing because it's not, this isn't an upbeat situation that they're going through, right? But it's obviously not a slow song either. Right. So I think they do uh, they do a good job of that, of, of kind of matching up whatever's going on here with the, with the panic or anxiety that that he's feeling in these lyrics. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I love the frenzied nature at the end, and that was perfect. Um, talking about a song that is completely different vibe um, <laughs> from, from that one, you went with Green Green Grass by George Ezra. Yeah, so um, this was, I, I'm realizing now as we're reading through this and then thinking about a couple other tracks I have on my list, I have a lot of songs kind of like sort of uh, brushing up against like reflection and like even death kind of as themes. Um, but then I think back in 2022 and I, I actually lost two friends this year. So that's probably kind of why it's top of mind as far as like songs that, that sort of spoke to me. But yeah, this one by George Ezra, who has had some success, um, you know, in the past, a lot of radio hits. I don't think this one got much radio play, but I thought his new album was really cool. But I just kept coming back to this song, which was really about throwing a party after someone dies and, and not in a you know, and just sort of celebrating that person's life and and really kind of emphasizing that part of it instead of just kind of the sadness for that person being gone. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, I've had some experience with that recently. But, you know, in both cases, it, it really was as we kind of sat around and talked about that person, it, it kind of went into this just you start telling these old stories and you're just laughing and, and you are really celebrating that person. So um, so yeah, just love the song. This one really stuck out to me. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I, I really like that. And and that was, this is one where, again, I had kind of similar take on it this go around, but I noticed something new this time. Um, but I, I agree. I think like celebrating people's life and, and their death is, is like such a magical kind of beautiful thing to do. Um, there's that sadness there, but then there is like that joy of just, you know, you got to be a part of their life and they got to be a part of yours and, and that can be really powerful. Um, and, but the, the line that I don't know how I missed this lyric, uh, in the second verse, but I just really love it so much. And they sing, or he sings, we go together, Adam and Eve, but the girl is so much more than just another apple thief, <laughs> which I love that. Um, yeah, she's a genius watch and learn how she sets the world on fire just to watch the sucker burn. And I just love that whole verse right there. I just think it's so cool. And I especially love calling Eve an apple thief because it's just so simple. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> In such a loaded story that has been pulled apart for ages. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah, Eve, the apple She's thief. Just I just think that there's thief. such a simplicity to that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. <laughs> Track 10. Um, again, another bingo card spot. Uh, this is Daffodil by Florence and the Machine. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. 
No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, on my Spotify wrapped, it was like, basically, you only listened to Florence and the Machine this year. <laughs> and it was, it was not wrong. Um, I listened to her a lot. Her album, of course, Dance Fever, I've talked to death about many of her songs on it. I have not talked about this one yet. So that's why I want to make sure I, I um, floated this one, at least in Invest of the Year. But, you know, another song about struggling with the world and the pandemic and dealing with everything that goes along with it. And... You know, I love that the chorus is literally her just thinking daffodil. And, and she even has a note in an interview where she's like so unsure that you could even do that. Where it's like, can a chorus just be one word, you know, like that you just sing over and over? She's like, I don't know. Let's try it. And I just love that um, that even she, you know, like was experimenting with this idea of, of having a chorus literally just be a word. Um, and, you know, daffodils are actually kind of like the the name um, of the flower narcissus, I believe, in English, like like a let's call it English or American English or English American language or whatever. No, English language. That was really difficult for me to say. <laughs> Not the American version of English, but like English English. Well, also <laughs> ironic that you were talking about the English language and having a difficult time right. with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Anyway, um, and and Narcissus, of course, is the story of, of, you know, the person who like drowned himself in the river. Um, and so it's just an interesting thing of like, um, you know, why she picked daffodils and, and that whole thing. But love the outro. There's a part in the outro where it's just like this banging sound. And like it's every time I listen to it, I just kind of want to like air drum alongside with it because I really get into it. Um, and again, and like the lyrics are just so powerful and they've really resonated. You know, she sings a generation soaked in grief. We're drying out and hanging on by the skin of our teeth. I never thought it would get this far, this somewhat drunken joke. Sometimes I see so much beauty, I don't think that I can cope. And again, just like the juxtaposition of these two things of like, you know, being soaked in grief, but then also there's still so much beauty that you struggle to cope with all of it. Um, and I just, she's truly like a poet in, in a lot of her lyrics and, and her voice does a lot of this stuff justice. So absolutely love it. Huge Florence and the Machine fan. Can't wait to see her in concert. <laughs> yeah, this was a good one. I, I didn't make the connection with Narcissus. That's really cool. Um, I, I, I love that little connection there. But um, yeah, I mean, the thing here, her voice, I, I don't, and not that that's surprising. I mean, I've always loved her voice, but just, I don't know, in this track, especially before, um, before it really kind of kicks in there, like just at the beginning, I, I just think, I mean, I just loved every part of that intro part of it. And I know, I know you're a big outro guy. Maybe I'm more of an intro guy. Maybe that's why we kind of mesh well. Um, <laughs> but I just think, uh, yeah, that I part like that. really stood out to me. Um, and it also kind of had the whole song kind of had a little bit of an eerie feeling to it. And maybe that kind of matches up with the, um, you know, sort of overwhelming that that is described there but yeah uh, just a great song really liked it just a quick side note here whenever we write our like how we succeeded in the business that'll be like the intro and outro like find if you're find out if you're an intro or an outro guy and then mm. find, find your partner who's uh who compliments you <laughs> that'll be our whole shtick and then for... <laughs> if we write a book about that i'll write the forward and you'll write the afterward <laughs> there you go <laughs> 
And then we'll have a ghost <laughs> oh, rider just amazing. fill in the rest. Yeah. I mean, we of course. We I mean, that's how this it. thing That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Who can write a book? No, it's, not, no time. it's not really possible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, moving on to track 11, which is appropriately called Here's to Moving On by Dashboard Confessional. Yeah, this one I thought was perfect for like the end of the year too. I mean, this, this whole, the chorus is just a series of like kind of New Year's resolutions, right? It's, you know, here's to fighting less and talking more. Um, and then here's to moving on. I mean, so it's like, you know, you look back at your year and there's probably some highlights and some lowlights and all that, but, um, you know, you got to kind of keep moving forward and into the next year. So I uh, thought this was appropriate for the time of year, but also just in uh, in looking back. I, and I always think it's cool when bands we haven't heard from in a while kind of come out with something new that's uh, that's really, uh, you know, distinctive and notable. So I had to give them uh, had to give them some love here. Absolutely. Yeah. And and again, as I said, I think in my first go around, I love that this is like truly a dashboard confessional song. Like it sounds like a lot of their like earlier stuff. It sticks to that, which is great because I loved all of that. Um, and I agree. Like I love the message, you know, and, and he talks a lot about it. like the purpose of the song is like that sense that, yes, things might knock you down, but you're always the one that gets back up. And so it's that reminder of like whatever, whatever's got you down, like you have the power to get back up, even if it feels really hard, like you find a way. So really like that beautiful song all right so track 12 you've got black summer by red hot chili peppers yeah this was their lead single off of their 12th studio album and i think they even had a 13th this year uh and by i think i mean i know for sure because we talked about (laughs) another track (laughs) off of it um but yes this album unlimited love the song black summer which i learned you know i really just enjoyed the song i I like how it sounds it always reminded me of a red hot chili pepper song you know this was like the band reuniting again um kind of you know uh with uh, anthony kiedis back in and you know i didn't realize that the lyrics are actually about quote unquote the black summer which is like the fires in 2019 and 2020 in australia that just kind of ravaged the country and in learning about that, I was like, or not learning, but remembering that I just had this moment of reflection of like, oh my goodness, right. Like there was that natural, awful disaster that we all went through. And then it was immediately followed by another disaster, which was followed by another disaster. And it's like, <laughs> it's a little yeah, overwhelming, yeah. <laughs> you know, to just think through how much stuff we're kind of all dealing with on this planet, like constantly. Um, and I think that, you know, if your theme is reflection, mine is certainly just like trying to catch my breath and trying to remind, you know, like deal with a lot of the stuff that's been happening so um but outside of all of that and outside of the theme i just really like the song and it has a great guitar solo in the middle because of course it does um and i just think the chorus is super catchy despite the really like dark subject matter here that that he's singing about yeah i hadn't even dug that deep into the lyrics um you've introduced me to a lot more of red hot chili peppers and um i mean i've always kind of known them right like they've been around forever sure. and, I, and i know a lot of their songs and I thought it was, I think it's interesting because like Anthony Kiedis and Flea are kind of the big celebrities from the band, but the more mm-hmm. songs I've listened to from them, like to me, it's all John Frusciante, like they're the guitar solos and everything. That's almost what I look forward to now when I listen to Red Hot Chili right. Peppers. I'm just like, I just get to the guitar part. Like, what's he going to do in this track? Yeah, um, yeah. So I love that. it's really kind of shifted for me. Not that anybody listens to a song for like the baseline necessarily, but like Flea is a pretty popular guy, right? Like he's in the he's in the Star Wars stuff and all the other things. Like he, right, he does right. a lot of uh 
he, he does a lot of other things, so he's a much bigger name. But yeah, I just think musically, he's the guy who has really stood out to me the more I listen to this band. That was part one of our best 2022. We'll be back next week with the rest of our best of 2022. So for Samer, this is Matt, and we'll see you then. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.